happy anniversary to the missus. We've been together for 16 years today. So, uh, congrats. Yeah. It sucks that, uh, coronavirus got us in the crib. So if you got any suggestions for us on cool things we can do at home for, to celebrate your anniversary, let us know. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And you're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. So how was your week? Uh, we talked earlier offline about the week starting to blur together now. That's really what it is. And it's my fault that we're late this week. But it's just been like, I don't know, it's just been a strange week. It's just been very... Very peculiar. I think all of the stuff is finally just like, I don't know, merging. I don't know. It's just so weird. Everything is just like an alternate universe almost. So it's just like, I don't know. It's so, strange. So how are you uh, fending? Um, well, I, I wouldn't say by yourself. You still have your, your brother uh, there? He's here part time. <laughs> oh, okay. Part time. So he's just laying someplace to lay his head and brush his teeth, huh? Pretty much. He's in and out because he still has to, to work. Oh. Um, so he's kind of just in and out. He'll, you know, be here for a day or two and then he's back out and he's trying to stay closer to work. So it's not that big of a, you know, even though the commute is like nothing really, but just to be closer to to work. So. So, yeah. So it's me and the pup, but we're uh, entertaining ourselves. Okay. Anything uh, new you've been watching? Anything new that's uh, caught your eye as far as entertainment or just catching up or what What are you doing? Um, I finally finished uh, season three of Ozarks, which was really good. Um, I'm about to start season, I think it's season four of uh, Money Heist. Um, that one's a really good one. And uh, some people are telling me about All American. Uh, not familiar. They were saying, and they said it's like a really good show. I'm not even sure 100% what it's about, but um, a lot of people are talking about it. And what's the other one I just started? It's not. It's a. It's a limited series. Um, unorth- unorthodoxed. I saw a lot of people talking about that on Twitter. So I just watched the first episode, and that's. It's really interesting. It's okay. like I think the first like a uh, series primarily in Yiddish is about this um, Jewish Orthodox community. This girl, um, well, she's a woman, but she's a young, she's a young woman. She leaves her um, community and goes to Germany with her mom because her mom kind of left the community. So it's all about her, you know, trying to, you know, get away from from that community and kind of have her freedom because it's pretty much um, from from what I've seen so far of the series, it's pretty rigid and, you know, the women you know, are kind of relegated to certain tasks inside their society or whatever. So, so far it's pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't watch any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I heard about Ozark, uh, but that'd be maybe one of those things to where like the wire, I never watched the wire while it was out. I binged it one on a whim, like years after the show stopped airing. 
So I may turn on, uh, back to that. Haven't heard of the other two. Uh, the things that I've been catching up on is my anime. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, catching up on that. Um, I've been watching a lot of ESPN 30 for 30. So I signed oh, up for yeah. the ESPN Plus. So I watched uh, the Bulls and the Lakers thing. I watched uh, something about Reggie Miller, who's my favorite NBA player of all time. He oh, had a Indiana. like. A, Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. And Westworld been, uh, watching Westworld. That's one thing I watch, you know, as it, as it airs. So, and <laughs> I watch it with my wife and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to, uh, watch the, the YouTube <laughs> series. You know, a lot of people talk about the recaps on YouTube just to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on completely. Cause it's all, you don't know what date it is. You don't know if the people are uh, less, less, uh, less so this season than previous seasons. But, you know, time shift was a big issue on the last season to where you don't know if it's chronological things that are happening. Did they happen in the past? Did they happen in the future? Are they happening now? But unless that that that's not a big issue on this this current season. But this current season, you know, we're trying to find out, OK, who's helping the main person and you know, the, the people that are going against her, are they real? Are they fake? Are they, you know, robots, you know? So it's a, it's a whole thing trying to figure out who's who, you know, who copied who, who's real, who's fake, you know, that sort of thing. So I've tried to get in the rest world like three different times and it's just not sticking. Well, it's, it's again, it's, it's not a, just watch it type thing. You actually have to pay attention to what's you really going have to on. Pay attention. That's why I think it's my issue because I started watching it and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll get back to it. And this was like years. I think this was when it first came out. I was mm-hmm. watching it and then I kind of like lost interest and I was like, oh, I'll go back to it. I went back and I had to start all over because I forgot. Mm-hmm. And then I think I've because I started, I think, a couple of weeks ago trying to watch it again because I was trying to catch up before the new season started that didn't happen but i think i may have gotten through season one i don't even remember yeah but season one by far was the best one because the the plot twist on that one in my opinion was the best the second one they kind of tried too hard and then the third season i think they're kind of you know making things a little bit more simple but at Uh the same time still trying to the whole point of westworld to me is trying to figure out what's happening before the reveal, right? So you have to pay attention. So the whole, the whole episode I'm sitting there, well, this is going to happen. And then something changes. Well, no, well, this is going to happen. And then I got to go back and watch what people say on YouTube to find out what they think, you know, what's going on. So maybe that's my missing thing. Maybe I need to watch like the add ons to kind of figure out. Well, you're not, it's fun to do it, but you're not supposed to. <laughs> you're just supposed to be entertained, right? <laughs> you shouldn't have but to. I, you yeah, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to. But shouldn't have to do mm-hmm. research and homework after watching a TV show, right? <laughs> but I mean, you kind of have to, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, but Westworld is definitely one of those. You got to get on, get on the internet, search around, find out what other people are saying, what you know, who's what, when, where, how, and you know, the, to understand what's going on. To me, that kind of makes it fun to try to see if I can figure it out without it. Mm-hmm. But then going back and watching, you know, the, and the follow-ups and the recaps and all the extra stuff to see if I was right or how off, how off I was, you know, right. That may not be everybody's jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am excited because this weekend, oh, the yeah. Clark sisters, um, 
biopic on Lifetime is coming, and that I'm and super excited about and insecure black people's uh-huh. fighting <laughs> yeah. uh, men versus women. Uh, I think it's gonna be less. Gun. Yeah, I think it's gonna be less this season. Uh, and insecure. Another thing that I I think is it, it's already out or is also airing this weekend is the um that whole mystery in Atlanta um that happened oh, back in HBO. The, yeah yeah that series we're talking about the uh, serial killer you know trying to figure out going back and kind of documenting what happened you know and if there's any new information you know that sort of thing. So for those who don't uh, who aren't familiar, I want to say in the late eighties. Uh, 78, 79, 81 through that time period, there was a, a series of crimes, murders committed on black children in Atlanta so much that they, you know, telling people parents keep their kids at home, you know, almost upwards of 20 or 30 murders. Eventually they decided, and this is my opinion, <laughs> they decided that this one guy uh, committed a couple of the murders. So the way they painted is they he did all of them. He did all of them. So he's sitting in prison right now, still alive, but a lot of people are, there's still mystery as to what exactly happened. Who did it? If this guy did it, how many did he do? Did he do some of them? Did he do all of them? And if he didn't do all of them, you know, what happened? You know, so that, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And there was a podcast, uh, monster yeah, that, that featured that, him. Yeah, that was really good. That's I, I, I listened to that all the way through on a trip. Uh, out of road trip. So that's what kind of got me into it. And now I'm interested to see if this new documentary documentary that's video, you know, cause the podcast was just audio. So you had to in mm-hmm. your mind, you know, kind of play back what was happening, but this, you know, adds another element to it. And it'd be interesting to see if there's any new information, you know, what people, you know, if they interviewed any new people, you know, some of the, one of the uh, broadcasters, one of the ladies, I can't think of her name, but, um, uh, Monica Pearson. Yeah, she was one of the big people at the time who was breaking the news. So it'd be interesting to see what she had to say. I think she's going to be on the, the the documentary. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, I definitely got to get into that because I know um, it didn't really get a lot of publicity, uh-huh. um, which was unfortunate. And like people on Twitter, I was like, wait, nobody told me about this. Right. You know, and uh, speaking of of another show that they didn't talk about. Um, on Netflix that I binged, I completely forgot about. It was called, it's called Queen Sono. And it's a South African spy series. Okay. And it's really good. I was like, wow, how did we not know this? And I think this is like the first time, you know, um, an an African based um, uh, series like this was on Netflix. And it was like, it was really good. Think kind of in the mindset of like, um, an African version of uh, Alias with Jennifer Gardner. Okay. I don't know if you watch yeah, that. I'm familiar, but um, but yeah, that's but it's it's really good. It's okay. it's really good. I was pleasantly surprised, and I found out about it, of course, on Twitter. But it came out, I think, in February. Okay, and like nobody knew about it. And the sad thing is, like with Netflix, when I went to go and search it, I had to pretty much type in the whole yes. title yep. just for it to even come up. And uh, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, figured that out a lot. You know, they they put a whole bunch of stuff at you on the screen, but when you're going to find something specific, they're like, I don't know, can't help you, Chief. 
<laughs> right. And especially with some of the things that are like, I think it was another one. I think it was like when uh, when they see us, I think when it first came out, you had to pretty much type in the whole thing. It's like one of those things where, you know, some of the, um, uh, you know, minority, um, you know, shows or whatever, you really have to work for it to, to find uh-huh. it. Even yep. the ones that are pretty popular. So, so yeah, so that's another one that I I wanted to mention that was really good as well. All right, all right. To see. So, yeah, check it out. It's a pretty good one. Well, we made... And I think it's only like seven or eight episodes, so it's not like, um, it's not really long because I think this this was uh, the first season. So, you know, they have to try and right. test it out to make sure that it's, you know. All right. Well, me and my wife, we may have to check those things out, you know, after the kitties go to sleep tonight. You know, they've got, you know, they're staying up late because it's spring break for them. Uh, just coincides with today actually is me and my wife's anniversary. Oh, uh, yay. So we, we need to find something to do. So we'll probably just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch a, you know, a movie after we watch a movie with the kids, you know, cause all these uh, movies are being released on streaming now. So like mm-hmm. trolls is one of those movies that probably would have been in the movie theaters, but now it's going straight to, you know, streaming. So we'll probably, uh, order, order some, uh, deli- have some food delivered, maybe find some, I like to put popcorn on the stove, watch a movie with the kids. And hopefully if we stay up, <laughs> if we can stay up long <laughs> enough, maybe we'll right. watch some of these suggestions on Netflix. So yeah, right. or the new one, the uncorked one about the wine one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard about that one too. I've heard, I haven't, I haven't watched it, but I heard about it. So yeah. Yeah. There's some things that. There, well, not some things. There's not a lot of things that as soon as the Internet talks about it, I jump on it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'm a little reserved and I want to see what people are saying about it and kind of mm-hmm. let it simmer. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Right. You know, so I kind of let things sit a lot. And I've come I've come to realize there's a lot of things that as far as entertainment is concerned that I've. You know, I'm not the first to jump on because almost like I want to let it simmer. So mm-hmm. a lot of these, you know, um, Twitter worthy or Facebook worthy, you know, uh, shows that people are jumping on. It's like, I'm going to wait and see. So I think let me just chill and yeah, hang back for yeah, a minute. Yeah. yeah some of, like, agree. Yeah. You know, because every according to Twitter and Facebook, everything <laughs> is the greatest, you know, <laughs> right. and that is definitely not the case. <laughs> right. So. All right. All right. Well, that's enough for that. Let's get into the actual show where we talk all things Apple in their first episode called The Lowdown. Uh, It looks like well, not looks like for those who don't know, Apple actually released iOS 13.4.1. And this was almost a week after they announced uh, iOS 13.4. 13.4.1 looks like for the most part a Facebook time bu- FaceTime bug to where people on the uh, newer versions of iOS 13.4 couldn't face FaceTime with some of the older versions on Mac and uh, iPad, so on and so forth. Another thing it fixed that I use all the time is a Bluetooth shortcut. So for those who don't know, you can long press on certain apps and it'll give you additional options. Like for instance, settings, instead of tapping the settings app, clicking on Bluetooth and then getting to all the, your Bluetooth devices connected to your device, you can long press on the settings app and it'll give you Wi-Fi and Bluetooth shortcuts where if you click on those, it'll take you directly to the Bluetooth settings. So 
Uh, some people were experiencing in 13.4 that uh, Bluetooth issue was gone. So they 13.4.1 uh, fixed that issue. So that was just a, a minor issue. There wasn't too much going on with that. Everything else is just um, flashlight issues on the iPad, um, flashlight control center. Uh, you couldn't tap that. And I tend to use that all the time. So uh, actually, you know, this probably came in handy with <laughs> for me because a lot of the little glitches that I use frequently, you know, 13.4.1 actually fixed. So just wanted to let people know that's out there. So go ahead and do your downloads. Yeah. And I think it's with the whole coronavirus, it's showing like small little things that will make a huge difference in the way we have to, you know, the new, the new normal. So it's one of those things where, you know, you would never really think of, you know, the FaceTime working with some of the older, older versions as, you know, a big deal or worthy of us pretty much the, the cornerstone of the release. Right. But now more people are having to use this. Exactly. Who have older phones who have over the older devices. Mm-hmm. Nobody's not trying to buy anything right now. Right. So they know in order for people to be able to use their devices the way they should, they're like, let's go and fix this stuff because one, we have the time and two people really need it to, yeah. to make sure they stay connected. More people are using it. More people are paying attention to what they're using. So they, they, this is the time where people will complain about stuff when they go to use it and it don't work. So I was definitely got to make sure that all this stuff is up to snuff because people will complain. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I was reading something in AT and T said that in the last month, the amount of Wi-Fi calls has like doubled. Mm hmm. And who was the other one? It was another Verizon said that their Wi-Fi calls went up by like 34 percent. So it's just like people are now having to like use, you know, stuff we didn't necessarily have to use before. Mm -hmm. But now like the bandwidth is increased because everybody's on Skype or Zoom or or uh, what is it? Oh. Uh, what's the other one? Webex or, yeah, uh-huh. you know, all those types of things. And people are having to really use up a lot of bandwidth that they, you know, hadn't had before. So it's it's crazy. It's just the whole thing is just nuts. I still can't quite believe that this is where we are. But <laughs> yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> and we ain't going over no time soon. So don't no hold your, soon. don't don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, they've extended the emergency order in Georgia till May 13th. Uh, yep. Well, but so. that's going to move out to once we get a couple weeks from that, they're going to move the goalpost again because they just can't tell people, OK, we're going to be shut down for three months straight. Right. They can't tell Americans that because they'll I mean, lose it. <laughs> they will lose it. They mm-hmm. already have with this month with you got to tell me I got to be home for two weeks. Yeah, buddy. You know, so they can't. They can't. They know. They know people. They know us and they know that they can't, you know, just put it all out there. But yeah. All right. All right. So moving along, it speaking of, you know, people using their devices more as it relates to uh, coronavirus. Uh, Apple also updates the maps search function to focus on essential businesses during pandemic. So basically what you do is you open up maps and you do a search and it will highlight or bring to the forefront more services that are currently open during the pandemic. So depending on what county you are, what city, what state, um, there are certain essential services, businesses that are open. Uh, Apple is has updated the maps to do a better job of locating those particular uh, essential services like grocery stores that are open, hospitals. Uh, those are made priority. 
you know, uh, certain other things like if there's any sort of um, um, uh, transportational services, any sort of health related services that are open, pharmacies, things of that nature. So if you open up Google Maps, do a search, it'll highlight those to the bring those to the forefront. Banks, gas stations, shopping centers, anything that's essential. Uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, not everything, depending on where you are, is essential. There may be some things in certain states that are that in other states are not. So definitely, you know, check with your, you know, local um, community of what is. But, you know, Apple's trying to, you know, make it a little bit easier to function in this whole, you know, pandemic by making it a little bit easier to find things that you need. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, again, everybody's trying to do what they can to try and help us get through this, this disaster because yeah, we're up to what almost 500,000 cases now in the U S alone. Yep. So yeah, it's yikes. The whole thing is just yikes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, on a good, good note though, you know, uh, companies like Apple are, uh, doing their part and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. them and Google a little bit later, but uh, specifically Apple right now, they have decided they're going to uh, commit to donating. Uh, They've already donated 20 million masks, but they're working to make the pledge to make and send out 1 million face shields a week. So of course um, they're, Apple is participating in the global network. And like I said, according to uh, Tim Cook, I got a quote here. uh, This is a truly global effort and we're working continuously and closely with governments at all levels to ensure these are donated to places of greatest need. Cook said in Twitter, of course, everybody's using, which is crazy. That's another thing that not just the um, uh, pandemic has brought out, but just Internet in general. You know, companies, people are going to social media for these press releases when before you had to have a publicist and you had to have them type up something and then you had to submit mm-hmm. it to all the major news outlets. Now, if you've got an inkling, you've got something you want to say, whether you're Joe Blow or you're actually the CEO of one of the world's most <laughs> richest companies, you go on Twitter or you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook and you uh, do a press release and immediately yeah. people get hold of it. So uh, that's co- cool. You know, um, like I said, I don't know if that necessarily the pandemic brought that out, but like we mentioned before, everybody is using their devices more so than ever now. So it's nice to see that companies, you know, are taking to social media to announce things like, you know, helping out in this pandemic. Yeah. And I think we, it was already the case of people, you know, putting more out on Twitter, you know, hearing directly from the CEOs and, and people of, of power. But I think now it's just more exacerbated. They have to get the information out there so quickly. They can't necessarily rely on the traditional news media. I mean, just look at the, these daily um, quote unquote press conferences that are had out there. And it's just so much misinformation. And I think one way to circumvent the lies and the misinformation that's out there on the traditional, you know, methods, meaning, you know, network TV, mm-hmm. it's like, let, let me just tell you directly from me, Tim It's like, let me not have to go through some filter out through all the lies and stuff on, on TV. People are like, I don't trust it. I don't believe it. Let me let you hear it directly from me on Twitter where pretty much everybody is. And then that cuts out all of the chicanery or any of the, so that it won't be misconstrued so that it won't get lost in translation. Let me tell you directly what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So. All right. All right. All right. Speaking of, we're going to continue with our (laughs) coronavirus uh, theme here. That'll be probably be the case for the coming. For the foreseeable foreseeable future. Yeah, exactly. Um, We we talked about in previous shows about how the Apple stores are closed um, as an extension. The today at Apple classes and courses that Apple used to uh, put on at their stores or subsequently closed as well. Looks like today at Apple at home is being announced or launched by Apple to where you can go online and actually take part in some of those today at Apple courses. Um, Give you some background today at Apple sessions are typically held every day in every Apple store across the world. Apple's creative pros offer hands-on learning opportunities and tips to inspire customers. So now, since we all are working from home, the digital version of Today at Apple is launching with three sessions filled by creative pros in London, Singapore and Santa Monica. You'll learn how to draw playful portraits on iPad, capture striking photography with iPhone and shoot photos full of personality. Each session draws from techniques and skills taught in some of the most popular in-person sessions. Expect to see more content posted soon so basically apple is like you know you can't come to the store so we're going to come to you so that's pretty cool that you know of course in a time like this i i could see people getting insanely bored so you know another thing that people are um i would say having a debate about i've seen people back and forth about you know people put up these posts and quotes you know if you're sitting at home and you haven't picked up a new skill or you haven't started a new business, you're, you know, not necessarily a failure, but you're not spending your time wisely. And then there's other people that are saying, hey, take this time to relax, self-care. You know, it's already stressful dealing with, you know, figuring out how you're going to, you know, pay your bills, feed your family. If you're going to get infected, keep them healthy. So, you know, if you don't have to, (laughs) if you don't feel like starting this (laughs) multimillion business, multimillion dollar business that you've been thinking about in the shower, that's okay too. So for those people who feel like they want to um, pick up a new skill or something, Apple with these today at Apple at home courses, you may want to take a look at them. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if today you want to learn a new skill, great. And tomorrow you change your mind, you can do that too. I think putting it in such constructed, boxed in these whole, you know, Twitter woke people, you know, it's at this point, like all of this is just nuts. Like people right. are all over the place. Why try and force people to do one thing? To follow one particular path. At this right. point, you have to do what's best for you. You may, one week, you may be full of energy. I'm going to go out. I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. And then next week, you know, you you look at the news and you see more people have died. Or someone directly related to you has, you know, passed. Or got, I mean, this life changes already at a insanely fast rate. And with this on top of it, it's even more so. So my thing is people do do what's best for you at the current moment and whatever anybody else has to say. I mean, whatever. Do what you do what you gotta do for for you and, and your family and learn new skill if you want. If you don't, you don't have to either. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah, just what it boils down to. Yeah. So that yeah, that's the thing. So if you are um, one of those people that, you know, has some downtime, quote unquote, whether you are work remote, bleh, remote working from home or your company has shut down to where you can't work, you know, definitely take a look at Apple 
today at Apple at home to see if there is some content that you may want to take a look at to uh, enrich your boredom, I guess, for lack of a better term. Right. It really, that's what it is, it's boredom, because it's just like, it's crazy because it's like one day it's just like, oh, I'm just going to relax. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm tired of sitting here. Right. Not doing anything. Yep, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it for uh, the lowdown. Now we move into second string where we talk all things tech in general. Um, but we are going to include Apple in this next uh, segment because Apple and Google have teamed up to offer COVID-19 contact tracing effort efforts. So basically what they're doing is they have uh, collaborated together. They're going to release iOS and Android apps that help you. And I'll just actually read from the actual story in Forbes. Um Today, Apple and Google announced a joint effort for tracing the spread of COVID-19, the disease called the novel coronavirus, which will allow users to share data through Bluetooth with the goal with the goal of aiding health agencies, NGOs and governments worldwide to reduce the spread of the virus. Basically, contact tracking contact tracing involves deducing who else an infected person has been in contact with in the hopes of preventing them from infecting others with the virus. So basically, you know, uh, depending on where you've been, depending on where you're going, you can actually use these services. Uh, they mentioned they're going to be um, Android and iOS interoperability apps using pub, uh, coming from pu- public health authorities. So basically, these apps, you'll be able to download them on your Google and your Android device. If you are infected or if you are a family member of somebody infected, you can use these apps to kind of trace back where you've been, who you came in contact with in order to help, um, you know, government agencies find out where this, the, uh, and how the spread of the coronavirus is going in hopes to kind of mitigate that. You know, Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've seen some stuff on the internet where people was, you know, uh, they're just trying to get your data. They're trying to get your data. Yes. (laughs) You have number one, you have to opt in in order to share your data. Now, let me make that clear. Number two, personally, this may be one of those few times. And we're always on this, Uh, on our podcast talking about who wants your data and what they're going to use with your data. You know, all the other stories that we've talked about in the past, you know, they're trying to sell your data to make money in marketing. This is one of those times to where your data can be actually used for the betterment of society. And I think we all need something to find out if we can be more productive in trying to stop the spread of this. So if you have been affected or you do know somebody affected, you know, Google and, um, and Apple are trying to do more things to uh, to to curve the spread of the virus. And if that means, you know, sharing your data, then I can't think of a better use for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I mean, we finally we always talk about data and how getting in the wrong hands, it can be bad for us mm-hmm. and protect your data. This is one of the instances, one of the rare instances where it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And let me just make sure I read another part as it relates to um, data security and data, pri- data privacy in the Fords. Uh, we'll make sure we're, Forbes rather, we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the story. Both companies are emphasizing privacy, transparency, transparency, security, and consent in the platform with information about work being openly published for public use. 
The implications for this work are important to keep track of, particularly as surveillance systems are globally are on the rise globally as a result of this pandemic. So, of course, you know, you definitely, you know, you want to read in in the end user licensing agreement. But again, you'll have to opt in. They don't some of these other um, services that we've talked about, even one that we'll talk about today. It's like you don't know what you're sharing until somebody is outed. And then you go back and then come to find out they're sharing this, they're sharing that, they're sharing another with there was no visible or apparent opt in to actually share that data. So going forward with apps like this one from Apple and Google, you know, they're going to start to be more transparent and give you the option up front to opt in to sharing their data. And then when you do opt in, they're completely transparent as to where your data is going and where it's being what is being used for. So that's that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that is it for us as far as the the uh, coronavirus stuff. Now, we talked about Netflix earlier today, you know, earlier in the show as it relates to what we are watching. Um, my family, we have on Netflix, we have about five profiles. I have my own profile. My wife has her own profile. The kids have their own profile and we have like a guest profile. So if we have well, we, we ain't, <laughs> but if we did have <laughs> guests, did. right. Have guests coming in the house, you know, they could open up Netflix, go to the guest profile and watch anything on Netflix. And it doesn't mess with my data. And what I mean by that is if I'm watching particular shows, like I mentioned, uh, that's specific to me, I watch anime, <laughs> nobody else in the house watches anime. But, um, if somebody else were to go onto my profile and kind of search around that'll kind of mess up my recommendations. So when I open up Netflix, I want to see certain types of things presented to me, but if somebody else goes on my profile, they'll mess, they'll, they could possibly mess that up. So now Netflix has reached out and decided to uh, give you the option to lock your profile with a pin. So if somebody clicks on your profile, now that they've got this feature active activated, they'll have to enter their, the pin to actually access this profile. If they don't have the pin, they can't access my particular profile and therefore my recommendations and my suggestions and my search history won't be messed up. And <laughs> I get that a lot in my house because I'll go on my Netflix and <laughs> I'll see <laughs> somebody tweak the algorithm. Uh, it's like, what is this? Yeah, I got recommendations of, you know, cooking shows because my kids love to watch all of the 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 cooking shows on Netflix and I don't really? watch any of those at all, you know, so those will pop up in my suggestions and I'm like, that's not what I want to see. So I, I appreciate Netflix for looking out for me specifically by letting me put a four digit code pin code on my profile so nobody can mess up my stuff. Right. <laughs> yep. Take what you can get. Yep. So uh, you can download the latest version of the Netflix app on iPhone, iPad and Apple TV, um, so on and so forth. And like I said, that's that's definitely a good a good benefit. So, but you do have to uh, update the app; it just won't show up. So, definitely check that out. And uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, so, speaking of data, <laughs> we we <laughs> we talked about how Apple and Google are um, teaming up to share your data for the benefit of the uh, coronavirus pandemic seems like Twitter has decided they are now notifying, I guess, in the sense of transparency, you know, better late than ever, I suppose. Uh, Twitter has finally started to notify users that is now sharing more data with advertisers. 
according to um, Twitter, uh, the quote unquote, share your data with Twitter businesses, partners used to let you disable the sharing of this information. That setting still exists. But Twitter now says it has removed your control over mobile app advertising measurements. Disabling this setting can prevent sharing of other information, such as your interests. Other Twitter privacy settings like disabling web tracking are still available. Twitter will not share your name, your email address, phone number or username. But basically what they're saying is uh, you're going to have a little bit less control of your uh, mobile mobile app advertising measurements. So they won't tell you, um, I guess, how who is getting your data, who's using your data. Like, uh, I don't know if somebody's doing Twitter ads, you know, they can do a search on um, a avatar, which is not an actual person, but their search history, what they clicked on, what they liked, what they watched, what they viewed, what they shared. And they actually use that to, you know, to market to you. Twitter's telling you, hey, you have these other settings, but we're not going to tell you specifically as it relates to mobile, what these companies are doing with that data, how they're measuring it, how they're reporting the analytics, things of that nature. So uh, definitely check that out. If you are concerned about uh, data, as far as it relates to Twitter, you might want to make sure you pay attention to what's going on, because like I said, they more and more companies are starting to catch the gold mine of your data, but more and more companies are being transparent. So I think this is a little bit of both. <laughs> they're trying to, they're telling right. you they're going to use your data, but we're like, look, here's what we're doing. Deal with it. <laughs> right. Cause I know like I still, when I, you know, periodically open my Twitter, it gives me like little notification of what's going on mm -hmm. and I just close, I won't click. Okay. I was like, that's my my rebellion against it, even though it doesn't mean anything. I was right. like, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Uh -huh. Because it's not okay. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely check that out. Uh, if that's important to you, you know, uh, definitely pay attention to that and, you know, sh share your feelings. Cause again, like you said, you, you got a platform too. So if you go on and make enough, make enough of a concerted effort, you know, things, things may change. So definitely check that out. Um, I think that is it for second string. So now we're going to move on to for the culture where we talk anything social and whatever's going on. And I, I think we at the beginning, we couldn't really find anything. Uh, we couldn't think of anything major that came up until uh, <laughs> it popped in my memory that um, a lot of, um, I guess, white women are contemplating whether or not the quote unquote term Karen is a should or shouldn't be a racial slur. So I don't remember exact. Well, did it come from the, the my, oh, let me, my earliest rememberings of white women being called, quote unquote, Karen was when the white lady called the police on the people, the, barbecue. the people in, the, for having a barbecue in the park. Mm -hmm. Is that where it came from? Like, what, do, do you remember what's I your think, earliest? I don't remember what specifically was the catalyst for it. But I think it was around that time because it just kept being so many different instances of white women calling the police mm -hmm. or videoing black people for doing regular everyday things that everybody does. And Karen just became the catch all for white women. Right. And not just white women in general, white women who, uh, to my understanding that exhibit this 
particular nosiness attitude to where anything that you're doing that doesn't jive with what they believe or how they believe, you know, they either input their own two cents or in the case of, you know, the past two or three years, you know, calling the police on people for just doing normal things that wouldn't otherwise bother anybody else, you know, so it, so fast forward to today, you know, there were some uh, women on Twitter who were trying to, if not directly, maybe indirectly relating Karen to the N word as how that affects us when, you know, somebody calls us the N word, you know, um, should the same sort of, uh, cadence go to that the term, uh, Karen. (laughs) So I guess I wanted to get your, uh, opinion on it. And what, what do you think? Obviously no, because the mere fact that you can say Karen and not the N word and say what the actual N word is, right. There, that's the, that's the, that's the story, right? That's the beginning and end of it. The fact that I can say Karen and not say the K word and people know what I mean, because when you you say the K word to me, that makes me think of a slur that you would use against a Jewish person. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, Karen, uh, that, that, that's not a thing. That's right. it's a, it's it's an actual name. Right. It's, well, well yeah. I, I will say that it is used to um, uh, to put down a other uh, a person who feels like and according to the story that you put in essence, um, the the actual kind of the the reason it's uh, Karen has become a catch all name for white women who have a ton of societal power by virtue of being white and despite being women. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the, the, the catch all name. So when somebody exhibits this behavior, you know, they get labeled as a Karen, which labels can be used to put down people who exhibit this, whatever trait I will Mm -hmm. admit that's what it's used for, but to, to, to stretch it, to say it's a racial slur, (laughs) that's a bit much. Now, it's gi- hilarious. It's I, insane. Yeah, it's- I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you that we're we're making we're poking fun at you. You know, that's what that's the extent, though. We're just, you're just getting poked fun at. <laughs> but poking fun at someone for by using Karen and using a word that is synonymous with degradating mm-hmm. a person solely because of their skin color. Right. It it doesn't it doesn't even compare in the audacity of these women um and let's be honest white feminists right right for the most part saying that we should that they should be a quote-unquote protected class (laughs) it's Uh, ironic at the most it's very it's the most it's so ironic it's the I mean, it's no other way. It's the widest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, it's it it really is. And I don't see I you know what I take it back. I was about to say I don't see how they could come to that, but I can see because it's the privilege that they have that they can feel comfortable enough to even say this out loud. Right. Right. And I don't think there's a black equivalent of something that we could say that would be so audacious. That, you know, people say, oh, my God, that's so whatever. Right. Yeah. But no, it is. there isn't because the history, you know, even even if, you know, there's the argument that, you know, black people have taken the N word and then we now use it as a term of, you know, endearment, you know, whatever the case may be. Or at the very least, we can say it and y'all can't, you know, that's, right. <laughs> you know, the um, 
I don't think that, like you mentioned, that equivalent can be used. If like, a, like I mentioned, I'll give it to you that it's, it's, we, we use it to poke fun at you. Right. And right. you know, if, if, if you're, and if you can't take a joke right. for something being poked fun at, that's to me, that's a personal problem. But when someone, if someone were to call me the N word, there would be nothing funny about that. Yeah. That's not poking fun. That's a whole different, different thing. So yeah, just we get it. We upset. We we understand you have a platform. You know, again, like we've mentioned before, everybody has a platform. And I think these some of these women who are, you know, opposed to being linked with the term Karen, they have a platform and they decided they want to put their air, their grievances out there, you know, but at the same time, people will respond in kind because everybody has a platform. So be ready for it. <laughs> right. And I've never seen people want to be oppressed so much. I'm yeah, like, buddy. why, why, why do you want this? The people who are actually oppressed, yeah. we don't want no part of oppression, but you are dying. You are like, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Woe is me. I got my tiki torches lit. I'm oppressed. Yeah. Karen, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you know, good or bad, let us know what you think. You know, is, is Karen the equivalent of the N word? You know, we say no, but <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah, right. Let's hear them. <laughs> I think I think that was all we had in uh, for the culture. So, uh, like I said, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, moving on to the hookup. You know, we talked about, you know, everybody's at home. You know, I've talked about it before. You know, my rap, my poor router has been <laughs> under the mm. pressure of all Oof. of these devices on it. The you know, struggle. Yeah, all day long. So um, I found a cool app that will help you. Uh, find dead Wi-Fi zones in your home. So this is for yeah for a perfect perfect scenario, right? Uh, you know there isn't too many quiet places in our house to where we can go and not be and not be interrupted by kids, right? <laughs> Normally this is not a big deal, but you know, Sam, we're both working from home. We have a lot of meetings, and you know we want to make sure you know nobody can hear the kids screaming in the background. But not every place has a wired Internet connection. So, you know, I've got a, a area in my de- at uh, in our home that I sit that has a wired connection. But upstairs in our bedroom where my wife sometimes goes when she's taking calls uh, that doesn't have Wi-Fi up there. So the NetSpot app can help you kind of you download it on your Mac. I think they have an iPhone app, uh, I think. But I saw it for a Mac. You download it onto your Mac and it'll analyze your Wi-Fi coverage in your home and kind of give you almost like a heat map of where the weak or dead Wi-Fi zones are in your home. And then you can figure out how you can, you know, alleviate that. You know, uh, Google has those uh, MASH uh, Wi-Fi routers, Eero, uh, Linksys, a couple of other brand names um, have those mesh Wi-Fi networks where you plug it into the you know, plug it into the, you know, regular outlet and then it, you know, bounces off, bounces the Wi-Fi signal throughout your house. But I just thought I wanted to let people know, you know, if you're at home and you're under the pressure of a lot of people in your house, you need to find a quiet area that is also has strong Internet. Definitely download the NetSpot app and you can actually use that to analyze the weak Wi-Fi spots in your home and, you know, definitely, you know, uh, uh, combat that. So we'll definitely I'll definitely put a link to the app in the show notes for that. So, yeah, cause I have a Linksys mesh. So I have a townhouse and it's three floors mm-hmm. and the router of course is on the first floor. And so before like my network, it would be good. It'd be fine. I have, you know, everything's all good. And then 
all of a sudden, I think AT&T must have done something because that's who my service is through. And, you know, the signal there at the very top in my bedroom, it's so weak. So I got one. I just put it on the middle floor. And when I'm either on the middle floor or down, I can just use the regular network. Or if I'm on the middle floor and up, I use the mesh network. So, yep. so yeah. Oh. Yep. So definitely check that out. It is for Mac and Windows. So definitely download those into your devices and go ahead and take care of that. So, yep. Uh, yep. Other than that, uh, I think that is it for this week's show. Uh, definitely download, rate and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Spy- Podcasts and Spotify. You definitely gauge with us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at SnobOSCast. Definitely, if you want to leave comments and suggestions, you can do so on the web. We're at snobostcast.com and on email at snobostcast at gmail.com. Like I said, that is it for the week. Uh, if you yep, have anything yep. else, you know, I want definitely want to wish happy anniversary to the missus. We've been together for 16 years today. So, uh, Congrats. Yeah, it sucks that uh, coronavirus got us in the crib. So if you got any suggestions for us on cool things we can do at home for, to celebrate your anniversary, let us know. I definitely appreciate that. Yep, yep. <laughs> but other than that, that is it. We are out for this week. Bye. Peace. Peace.